Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at boardwalkhardwood.com. Carrie Davis, I'm Randy Carricker. It's the opening drive on 101 ESPN, your home of the St. Louis Blues. And we go to the celebrity line now, and our friend, the voice of the Blues on Bally Sports Midwest, John Kelly, joins us. JK, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Everything's good. And I, I know you, and I know how much you enjoy being around the team. It's got to bum you out that you guys didn't get the opportunity to do games 81 and 82, that it, that it ended after 80. Usually it ends after the first round of the playoffs for you guys, but that's got to be frustrating for you as a guy who loves to work. Yeah, quite honest, I wish I did every game, Randy, but that's just the way it goes. And, um, you know, obviously a disappointing end of the season. And, yeah, I'd like to be on the call, you know, last night and tonight, but that's uh, that's the way it goes, Randy. <laughs> what can you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, J.K., I know we've talked about this. Just the way that the season went for the Blues, just reflecting on everything as we close things out tonight for the Blues, what can you say about this season, you know, maybe a low point and a high point? Well, certainly the low point was the eight-game losing streak. You know, the Blues had won the first three games, and, you know, game three was a very impressive 3 nothing win in Edmonton or 2 nothing win in Edmonton, and then they lose eight in a row. And it was just really out of nowhere because, um, you know, again, the Blues came back this year with basically the same team they had a year ago. Um, you know, whether Perron and Bozak retired and they traded Huso. Um, and then to lose eight in a row, so uncharacteristic for this group um it was a club record eight in a row and then they win seven straight so um what was the high point you know i don't know maybe that road trip in early january i think it gave the the fans and the team some hope uh they won three or four games on the road uh the only loss on that trip was actually in montreal um the weakest team of the four they played and i think i think you came out of that road trip really enthused and then Shortly thereafter, the Blues had that seven-game homestand, and they went three and four. And they just seemed to be so inconsistent all year long. Um, And again, to me, the number one thing why they miss the playoffs is goals against. And the other thing, and you know, the guys mentioned it last night on TNT. It was really a a great point that Eddie Olchek made along with Keith Jones. Is if your special teams are in the top five then you're going to probably have 15 more points than if they aren't. And last year, the Blues special teams were both in the top five. So right now, obviously, the penalty killing that let them down again last night, it's in the bottom five. The power plays, you know, around 20th or 22nd, whatever it is. So if you go by that theory, and I know it's subjective, 
then if you add 15 points to the Blues' record right now, guess what? They're a playoff team. So that's another reason why they missed. Their special teams just weren't good enough this year. We talked earlier We talked earlier about uh, the loss of Jim Montgomery and, and what he brought to this team. Is it as simple as saying that, that the loss of him not being here to, to, to coach those special teams and be a part of this organization, or is some of the onus have to go on the players and, and just their, not their ability or their will to do some of the things that, require, that were required to, to win those games? Well, you know, I always say, Kerry, it's always on everybody. And, yeah, you know, Jim Montgomery um, did a great job, especially on the Blues penalty kill. He's a, he's a real master when it comes to penalty killing. Um, but, you know, he didn't have a big hand on the, in the power play and the success it had last year. Um, but it's, it's all on all the coaches, and it's on the head coach, of course, Craig Berube, and it's on the players. So it's not just one guy. And, yeah, did the Blues miss Jim Montgomery? Perhaps. I mean, he, he, he's proven to be a pretty good coach. His team just set an NHL record <laughs> for most wins and most points. So the guy knows what he's doing. And he almost upset the Blues in 2019 in the second round when he was coaching Dallas. So, But, you know, you can't look at, oh, the Blues lost Jim Montgomery, so they're going to have a 27-point drop-off or whatever the number's going to be. That That's just not, you know, that's putting way too much um, – you know, not pressure, but that's giving him too, way too much credit. I mean, he's a good coach, but he's not Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of other reasons why the team has had such a big drop-off. So with that being the case, John, do you th- look at this group of players that you watch every night, and do you think, okay, if, if this group of players plays better, that they can be a playoff team, or do you think that there are additions that need to be made? Well, I think that, you know, Randy, they've lost some some key players and some, some really um, – key contributors and, and guys that are, are really um, give you heart and soul every night. And I'm talking about people like O'Reilly, of course, and Achari and Ivan Barbashev. So you're, you're losing to me three really key contributors on the ice in the locker room. Um, you know, I'd like to think the Blues could replace, you know, a couple of those guys with, with some free agents or, or maybe trades, who knows. But I, I think that generally speaking – and it's, you know, way too early to start making predictions and things like that. Um, you know, the season isn't even over yet, but I would think they do need to add to that group and, you know, maybe mix up the defensive group because it just wasn't good enough this year for whatever reason. And that's, to me, perhaps of all the things you look at with this team this year, the biggest mystery to me is why the defensive group as, as a whole did not play better. Um, because basically they had the same group as they had last year, and they were a pretty good defensive team last year. Not great, but pretty good. Well, another big change that we saw happen this season is leadership in that Blues locker room. You had the exits of Vladimir Tarasenko and, of course, Ryan O'Reilly, your captain. What do you see as kind of the who will take over the leadership here moving forward? I know that Braden Shin has done a lot, but you still are missing a guy that's wearing that C. Well, you are, and Ryan was a great you know, captain for this hockey team, you're, you're right. I, I think that, you know, you, you have to look at Shen and, and perhaps Justin Falk as the guys that need to, you know, pick that up and, and, and be leaders. And they, they have been leaders, but uh, now they have to be even more vocal and, and perhaps be better leaders. So, you know, a player like Robert Thomas isn't a kid anymore either. I know he's, you know, 24 years old or whatever he is. Um, but if Robert Thomas is going to become your number one center iceman, which he, he has been and will be, he needs to he needs to be a leader and he needs to be your best player every night. So you can't. I don't think you can just look at you know a couple of guys and 
you know, a guy like Preco obviously has been around since 2015, and, and he had a very inconsistent season. But I would think off the top of my head, in particular, Falk and Shen are the, are the two that need to fill that void. Baruvi was on the fast lane a couple of days ago, and he talked about the leadership roles of Kairou and Thomas. What does that maturation look like for them to? What do you, what do you need to see from them to know that they are going to be the leaders that can help this team make a playoff run and, and make a Stanley Cup push? Well, I think, Kerry, you know, that's a tough question because there are a lot of in, intangibles in, in, you know, how do you really define leadership and, you know, great leaders. Um, but I, I guess off the top of my head, I, I think that you'd have to look at those two guys as being more consistent players mm-hmm. and, and, and doing the right things and playing the right way and, and playing winning hockey. And, you know, for the most part, both of those players – have had you know good seasons. Kairos you know thirty seven goals, career highs in goals scored, and you know Robert obviously has been dealing with some different injuries here lately, um, but you know he's been inconsistent as well. So when I look to that, um, I, I look to two things. I look to being a more consistent player and playing winning hockey. You know, getting the puck in deep and and making smart plays at your own line and and not you know turning the puck over you know, playing the scoreboard, things like that. So, you know, those are things that I would look for is playing winning hockey as well. Hey, J.K., I want to circle back to the special teams for just one moment because Ken Hitchcock, I don't know if you felt this way being around him every day. He taught me a lot of hockey. I really feel like he was a great teacher for me and kind of coached us up. And one of the things he always talked about was you want your special teams, your PK and your power play, to be elite. They they should add up to 110. So your percentages should have to add up to 110. Example this year, Edmonton is elite. They're at 109.4. Boston is elite. Their PK and, uh, and power play add up to 109.8. It's glaring that the Blues penalty kill and power play add up to just 91.6. That's pretty far from elite. And that's what you were talking about right off the top. Yeah, I would think, Randy, the range I would want to be at is a minimum of 100. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 110, you're going to be in the top two or three in the league if you're, if you're at 110, I right. think. Yeah, that's elite. You know, yeah, that's as good head. as it gets. Yeah, that, that's the very best. But I think to be respectable and to, you know, have a winning record and be a really good team, you've got to be at a minimum of 100. So, you know, again, what, what Eddie said last night on the telecast and Keith Jones, they're right on, on the mark, is that, you know, the Blues special teams – just not near good enough, and it, it perhaps was one of the biggest reasons why they're not a playoff team. So they, they've got to really improve in, in that area and, and be much more consistent. Um, you know, the, the penalty killing was, was really bad in the first month, and then it, it was okay for the sort of the middle half of the year. But since the trade deadline and losing Achari in particular and O'Reilly and Barbashev, who was a good penalty killer, their PK in the last month or so has been nothing short of just really bad. <laughs> That's right, the only right. way you can put it, just really bad. <laughs> hey, J.K., before we let you go, I think we're all picking Boston in the East, but the, the West is such a jumble. Do you have a team that you look at and you say, okay, I think that's the best team right now in the West? Yeah, you know, it's hard to count out Colorado, but, you know, the X factor with them is how healthy are they going to be? They haven't had Landeskog all year long, and I have no idea if he's going to play in game one of the playoffs. Um, But if they do get healthy, they're obviously the the best team. But aside from that, the team that I like would probably be the Dallas Stars. I really like their their depth, and I, I like their balance, and I like I really like their goaltending a lot with Jake Ottinger. So, um, there are other good teams out there, 
Um, Edmonton obviously is a really good team and, and LA and Vegas and uh, those clubs, but I, I, my pick would probably be if it's, it's not Colorado, if they can't get healthy and get going, it would be the Dallas Stars. John Kelly, we've really enjoyed having you on every week during the course of the season. Thanks so much and have a great summer and we'll be talking to you as the 2023-2024 season unfolds. Okay, guys, thanks. I enjoyed it uh, every week, and uh, we'll be listening, and uh, thank you very much. Appreciate Appreciate it. it. Thanks, J.K. John Kelly, TV voice of the Blues, with us on the opening drive on 101 ESPN.